Hello, hello, Coach Paige and Coach San here with some really special guests on the show today. But first, if you are new to us, we are The Habit Team. The Habit is a nutrition coaching company made for women by women. Our program is built for you with coaches who put your goals, lifestyle, and personality first. So if you want to learn more about us, head to the episode notes or go to thehabit.com to book a free consult call. Um, so welcome. I want to just apologize in advance. I have a very hoarse voice from a very fun weekend. So just uh, apologies in advance. Like I said, I think Zan's probably feeling a little bit of the same. I got you, girl. I was on a boat all day yesterday. And as everyone knows, we keep it real here. Us coaches drink yeah. too, right? I know. I know Zan can always relate to me. God, what is but that? But yes, we... Yeah, we have a very fun show today, a little bit different. I think we did this back in season one. So it's been a long time uh, for me personally, since we've had some former clients, almost, you know, graduating clients, which we'll talk about it here in a minute. Um, but first, I'll, I'll introduce Kristen Cunningham. She was a wonderful client of mine who finished about three weeks ago. We will dive into her full story, but she is a teacher in Texas. And wow, what a last year she has had. She'll probably <laughs> tell you a little bit more about that. So welcome, Kristen. Hey. Hey. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, first year teaching during a pandemic was a doozy to say the oh least. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, everything was new, not only from being a first year teacher, but having virtual school and in-person kids and all the flip-flops between that was really crazy. Things changing all the time. Um, I'm in Houston, so halfway through... I think February, they started getting looser on the restrictions, but schools stayed really strict, um, which was fine. But our kids started being like, why are we doing this? Um, <laughs> so that's kind of crazy teacher fatigue. If anyone is out there, just it's hard uh, getting home from school and dealing with I teach eighth grade. So 13, 14 year olds all day. Oh, it's fun, but it's it's a lot. It's just say, man, you got the kids when they're going through puberty and they're all sassy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm a pretty natural, like sassy person. So that age is fun for me. But Oh, yeah, they they got a lot going on at that age. <laughs> I can only I just look back at like how I was in eighth grade and I was like a monster. Oh, God. So, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Middle school. It, I know it takes a strong after <laughs> after the first month. I think I called my mom and I was like, I'm so sorry. It was ever that age. <laughs> but they're awesome. They're so much fun. And I love that age group. I couldn't do young kids. Mm -hmm. I just. Not my speed. Yeah. But yeah. Absolutely. It's fun. They're happy um, to have you. Yes. <laughs> and um, I would like to introduce one of my current clients. She's actually graduating in two days. We've been working together Yay. for about five months. Um, Kelsey Sear. So she is hopping on today to talk all about her journey thus far. She is a nurse um, residing in... Um, why am I Kansas City? I was like, why am I blanking right now? Um, and I mean, you have a tough job too. And I know that we'll touch a little bit more about how that, you know, affects your eating habits and lifestyle and whatnot. But um, thank you again for jumping on. So Kelsey, if you want to take it from yeah. here. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, that sounds so weird graduating in two days. So it's gonna be a little sad. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I currently live in Kansas City. I was born and raised in Chicago. So clearly a Midwest gal, um, even though I think I'm really meant to be living on the beach, but we'll get there one day. Um, I am a NICU nurse here. And unlike Kristen, I definitely prefer the littles. Um, oh. Teenagers are a little less my speed, so I'm a big fan <laughs> of tiny humans. Um, so I have been working as a NICU nurse for about five years, and I moved to Kansas City after college, and I absolutely love it. So, yeah. Um, things here are good. It's definitely been kind of a, like Kristen said, just kind of a whirlwind of the last year and a half with the pandemic. And a lot of things changing in healthcare and um, just mm. our patients and populations and families. And it's 
just really eye-opening to watch everything that my patients and families go through. So I'm happy to be here and really grateful for everything that I've learned with the habit while I was going through all of that. So, Oh, I love it. We have so many nurses in the program. It's kind of crazy. (laughs) We do. I mean, I would say if 75% 75% of my clients are nurses mm-hmm. really? and you are wow, all rock so stars. Wild. So many teachers, so many nurses. Yeah. So many. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Seriously. All the power um, to you guys. Your guys' schedules are insane, especially the past year. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We are really, really fortunate to have them on today, both Kelsey and Kristen. It's just fun to flip the script a little bit because you hear from us coaches all the time on this podcast. And I think it's really nice to have some different perspective. Um, Obviously, Zan and I can both relate. We've both done the habit program for the most part before. um, And so we understand the intricacies, but we, it's been a while and we really appreciate just like I said, the the fresh perspective from our clients. So we're going to be talking kind of about a a, a breadth of topics today, their own personal journeys from habit and how they kind of evolved over time, why they signed up in the first place, uh, you know, tracking challenges because we all have them. No one is perfect here by any means, nor do we want you to be. And then we'll talk about post-program life, which Kelsey, you're going to be very new to, but I'm sure you are starting that transition a little bit already talking with Zan about what that's looking like. So yes, we will just kind of dive right in here. Uh, Kristen, we will start with you. I know you already kind of shared about your, you know, career and what you do for that, but we'd love to hear a little bit more about, you know, just your background and kind of what led you to the habit in the first place. Yeah. So, um, growing up, I had always played sports. I was a very active kid, volleyball, basketball. Um, I danced, I had a drill team and I was naturally a very thin, like tiny child, uh, without even trying. I didn't even think twice about food when I was growing up. Um, and then I went off to college and uh, everything just changed. The freshman 15 was a little bit more than the freshman 15 for me. <laughs> I think Zan, I remember you talking about that on a podcast and I was oh, yeah. like, yeah, I can relate to that. <laughs> um, and that really did, um, a lot on me mentally. I didn't really realize how much I, um, like, put my value into how I looked until I didn't have it anymore. Um, Growing up, everyone made comments about like, oh, you're so like thin, you have the perfect body. And I didn't even try to do anything about it. I wasn't dieting, I just was living my life. Um, So whenever that changed, I uh, had just like a internal kind of meltdown. And I really started spiraling. Um, I still worked out all throughout college, um, but introducing alcohol and late night eating, I think just really did me in. Um, so I started developing really, really bad eating habits after I um, realized that I had gained all that weight um, trying to eat as little as I could. I didn't really do like Whole30 or paleo or Weight Watchers or anything with like a title on it. But I just remember I would just try to eat as little as I could. Um, And then that would revert to days where um, I would just end up binging because I was restricting for so long. I just was out of control. Um, I was working out like seven days a week, uh, just like really pushing my body to the end. Um, I wouldn't eat anything with like real sugar, real flour. I started going those trends a couple years ago where everything had to be almond flour. Everything had to be maple syrup, honey. Um, I did all of that. And now looking back on it, like knowing macros, it was all just fats and carbs and literally no protein. Um, So knowing that now I look back and I was like, whew, no wonder it didn't work. Um, Just a typical (laughs) yo-yo diet. Like I would lose weight and then I would gain it. I would lose it and I would gain it. Um, And I remember I started macros. Actually, the other day I hit like my one year anniversary of macros counting because I started it with the Tighter Together Challenge. So Madeline uh, moves her stuff uh, last summer. And that's when I started counting macros. Um, I'm kind of a all in person, but not 
I'm an all-in person, but not like a, I can't have any room for error. I just, I don't mind jumping in and starting or quitting cold turkey. Um, so did that and just learned a lot, watched my body uh, start shifting, but in a very sustainable way. It wasn't all at once. Um, I finally started feeling food freedom, but I was still in a cut. So I remember right after it, um, I, I booked the intro call with Zan and um, I wasn't financially in a place to start. This was September. I literally got my first paycheck in September. So I was like, <laughs> maybe I can't just yet, but I was so curious. Um, and then actually I remember after Tighter Together in January, I started seeing, I think Lexus post about how a wait list was forming and that just set a fire under my butt. And I instantly emailed Zan and I was like, I already did my intro call. How do I get in? <laughs> It's like the wait list was like a threat to me. Like I wouldn't be able to do right. it. So I just, I, it's kind of funny looking back on it. It was just spur of the moment. I was like, wait list? No, I got it. Um, and it was the best thing ever. Um, yeah, so I was really excited. I needed a push. I needed accountability and it's exactly what I had, could have asked for and more out of the program. I love it. Yes, it's mm-hmm. great. Such, such good information. Mm-hmm. And I want to dive in deeper to your program details and kind of what you and I worked through. Um, but maybe we'll have Kelsey go first and kind of just do like a same little overview just to set the scene here. Yeah. Um, so I definitely, um, like I said, I'm a nurse. So a lot of long, like 12, 13 hour days, some days I definitely don't have a chance to eat at work. Obviously that's not ideal. And for the last several months, I've really made that a different priority, but, um, sometimes it's, I got in a really bad habit of, I worked night shift for several years. And when I was on night shift, I wasn't necessarily eating the best. Um, I would have issues with like being super nauseous at night at work, trying to eat at three, four in the morning. So I would push my lunches all the way to like 5am and then eat like healthy stuff, but it just was never enough. And it was never consistent. Like I think a running joke among a lot of night shift nurses is, um, you feel like you're always eating dinner. Uh, there is like no (laughs) breakfast, like you wake up and it's like dark outside or you're at work in the middle of the night and you feel like you should be eating dinner food. But like a lot of us have trouble handling like heavy food in the middle of the night because your body's already so messed up. So um, post-college, I mean, I guess I should go back a little bit. Um, <laughs> so I guess I didn't really, really start about the whole thing. Um, so as a kid, same thing, like definitely athletic was always on dance team competitively. Um, always working towards like the next thing. I tried out a lot of different sports when I was younger. Um, and in some way, just always an active kid, um, eight fairly balanced at home, always had like family dinner, that kind of thing. Um, was definitely an active person all the way through high school. And then in college, um, I went to Mizzou and it is like a well-known fact that the freshman 15 does not exist at Mizzou. It's called the Mizzou 22. Um, (laughs) I've never heard of that. It is a legit thing. They like talk about it in freshman year. Um, Like, I remember being in high school visiting and they're like, yeah, so we kind of have this joke that it's like Mizzou 22 because our food is great. And I was like, okay, it's a dining hall. Like, how great are we talking? But um, 100%, like definitely well over 20 pounds. Zan and I have talked about this. Like college was rough. Uh, I definitely was not as active. I was drinking. I just wasn't competing anymore as far as sports. Um And I would still work out sometimes, but I think the most exercise I got during my freshman year was like probably walking over to Greektown or like walking around to class. It wasn't my norm. Um, So even throughout, like later through college, nursing school, I was very stressed. And I think that's where I really started to struggle with poor eating habits, even more so of turning to food for like stress relief or comfort. And that's kind of where I started having trouble with either not eating or binge eating. And 
I was that person who would stay at the library until 3 a.m. and would get up at 6 for an exam. And my roommate, on the other hand, would like go to bed at 8.30 and she was always like so great in the morning and I would be struggling all day long during class. Um, So definitely like I wasn't sleeping, my hormones were probably all over the place, wasn't eating right. And then post-college, like I said, Um, came out and went straight to night shift and it just kind of spiraled from there. So I was working out a little bit more consistently then, but with food and sleep still being all over the place, I was constantly tired when I worked night shift. Um, so eventually a couple years later, I moved to day shift and have been better. And now I consistently work out four to five times a week, but, um, I started meal prepping a little bit more, was a little bit more consistent. Um, but still just like really wasn't tracking um, or had no like real mindset of, I guess, where food was at or where I was at. Um, And I think that I've always known like since college, um, I've had a lot of anxiety, but it really became prevalent to me since about like 2019, I really started to kind of go down this deep spiral with anxiety and a little bit of depression. And, um, that kind of just pushed that relationship with food in a worse direction. And whether it was related to food of either turning to food for comfort or out of convenience, just not prioritizing myself, um, to take the time to grocery shop, to meal prep, all the things that I do now. It's just those things weren't a priority because I was so focused on either comparing my body to others. And kind of like Kristen said, you don't realize how much value you put on how you look until I, either someone else confronts you with it or you recognize like where you're at in a negative place. Um, so I actually kind of came to the habit after seeking out a therapist for anxiety um, for the last like year and a half or so. And it's probably the best thing I've ever done for myself. Um, It really made me recognize like what I was valuing and where I was placing so much comparison to other people instead of putting in the prioritization for myself. Um, So that's kind of what led me. And I also found the habit through, um, I think Aubrey's been a guest before, but through Kale Couture, I had seen her blog post and I did an intro call with Zian, I think like last fall. Um, same thing, just wasn't really in that mindset or place yet of like, okay, I'm fully ready to commit to myself. Like I was so scared of it. And I had kind of gotten to this point of, I had gained so much weight post-college or in college and whatnot that it losing it or seeing myself in the body that I like body and life that I wanted almost felt unattainable. So same thing with yo-yo dieting, just it either was, I was eating really clean or I wasn't at all. And I had no care or I was drinking a ton and yeah, that unattainable factor I was scared of. And then, um, a few months after I booked my intro call, there was actually this program that a friend of mine from college created called six months of me And she had done it for herself and she had kind of taken six months completely to herself to focus on different like facets or areas of her life. And she ended up creating a business out of it and wanted to help other women kind of find the areas that they wanted to improve upon. And so I had talked it out with my therapist and really realized like I was in this place of, I had, I wouldn't say hit rock bottom, but like I recognized for the first time in a long time how little prioritization I had for my own self um, and just how little like self-care I was giving myself in one way or another. So I did six months of me starting last December um, and that the habit was going to be one of the months that I focused on and it ended up being two months worth of time for that program itself. But, um, that's kind of what got my butt in gear and like, I was ready. And so I contacted Zan, same thing. I was like, okay, I've had my call already. Like, how do I join? So please. <laughs> so that's kind of what led me here. That is so amazing. I absolutely love Kelsey that you are talking about the other elements of tracking and, I should just say like the program in general, because all of those elements are supporting elements to what make this program actually work. 
So I think it's amazing. And thank you for being so transparent in that. I think a lot of people can really relate, especially in the last year and a half, right? I mean, we've all kind of been, you know, going in and out of reality and what that looks like. And for both of you coming out of college and having this lack of routine and then going headfirst into a position or a career um, that kind of flipped that upside down for you, Kelsey, with overnights, um, that has to be so taxing. So I, I actually think the full story makes total sense here because I think everyone can relate to that. Mm-hmm. Well, and especially over the past, what, year and a half, everyone's anxiety skyrocketed. And mm-hmm. what we work on a lot at The Habit is how you know those elevated emotions can really affect our eating habits. And I know, mm-hmm. Kelsey, you and I have worked on that a lot, but that's not, yeah, but you're not alone. I mean, we all, we literally yeah. all experienced it. It was actually, so I think I talked about this on stories a long time ago, and it's unfortunate, you know, therapy and medication for anxiety can be so stigmatized when, you know, I, during quarantine, actually finally got on anti-anxiety medication, and it was life-changing. I am a completely different person, and it really helps you just kind of, you know, downregulate your emotions to a point where you can start operating like rationally almost. And then from there, you can start controlling whether you are emotionally eating or not, right? So it kind of just helps you get rid of that fog, that cloud, and really focus on yourself and prioritize yourself and figure out what habits do need changing. And I feel like everyone can probably relate to that. I, going off of that, I talk about anxiety skyrocketing. These past six months since January, I am fortunate enough, I never dealt with anxiety before, but this past six months, I found myself having like minor panic attacks in the middle of class, like just riddled with anxiety all the time, like on the phone with my mom after school crying, so anxious, and I never dealt with that before. And I think that thank goodness I had already started with the habit and I was already in maintenance and I had a healthy relationship with food because probably in previous years when I was like anxious or depressed or anything, I would turn towards food. But I finally got that relationship where that's not where I went to. And I think that that was healthy. So I, yeah, this is like all new to me and I'm still trying to work through it. I've actually been thinking all week. I'm like, I should probably go to therapy just yeah I I think everyone can benefit so you saying that you're like it changed my life I'm like okay I'm gonna do some research (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) I we um oh sorry um oh no go on I like fully agree like I think what Paige said about it being stigmatized is really hard and I think honestly it's probably been more openly talked about since the pandemic but it was something I never wanted to be afraid of admitting because the way that like I had talked it out with like my specific therapist was everyone deals with like their own version of anxiety, depression, or like difficulty. Everyone just deals with it differently. Mm -hmm. And so for me, like opening that conversation and being open to the fact of like how much I recognize what I could do for myself if I focused on myself was a -hmm. game changer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And we have lots of people coming in or, you know, they're halfway in and they realize that there's a lot of other things in their life that need to be a little bit more solid in order for them to take on another task. So I think that's really pertinent to just say, you know, make sure you're in an okay headspace coming into the program. Otherwise, it's just going to feel like one other stressor for you to have to deal with. That's not to say that we don't think macros are right for you. It's just maybe they're not right for you at that specific time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And we coaches, we kind of always joke, we end up becoming our clients' therapists in a way, right? Because, <laughs> well, you you notice, like, yeah, we're helping you learn how to track macros, and we want you to obviously see changes physically, but m- mentally, there are so many shifts that go on, and we end up tackling deep-rooted issues that you may not even have mm-hmm. realized were going to surface. And I think it's mm-hmm. so special, the relationship we end up having with each of our clients, because it's not just surface level. We really dig deep and help you figure out, you know, the 
behaviors that you want to change so that you obtain long-term success, right? Because if we just sweep it under the rug, it's going to resurface eventually and you're going to have to deal with it at some point. So I think... And I think that's where Kristen and I like built such a really strong relationship is because she would send me obviously the really positive things going on in her life, but the not so great things as well. And we would talk through those, whether it was on a phone call or just in text, like if it was on a Saturday, like you just had, you know, things you wanted to say. And I think that's how you were able to come out of your program, spoiler alert, really successful um, (laughs) because you were, you know, so transparent in your every sort of thought and feeling. And I just really, really appreciated that with our time together. Yeah. Yeah. Being vulnerable. It's scary, but yeah, yeah. it's scary, but I mean, it's beneficial. My thought towards it was, okay, if I'm not going to verbalize this to anyone, I clearly can't help myself. So like, just ask. Um, And it was a safe, I felt safe with Paige and just like, being able to talk about it and knowing that there was no judgment. Um, yeah. I don't know. It was, it was so nice. I think it helped like Paige, you not being like right in my immediate circle, like everywhere where I'm like, I don't see you every single day and like, Oh my Mm -hmm. gosh, she knows so much of me. Like, it was just nice to have someone that I could talk to that I like didn't have, I had no reason to be self-conscious around. Mm-hmm. Good. So good. It was good. And let's talk a little bit more about your time. Um, yeah. I know, like you were kind of alluding to, Kristen, you were telling people that you kind of came in being had being in a deficit for a while, especially with tighter together um, for Madeline Moves program. Uh, but maybe talk a little bit more about your maintenance journey and how you decided to get there. Yeah. So. Um, I was in a deficit starting June of last year, really up until I got, I started the program um, and I still did a month in like cut numbers. So up until March. So I was in, I knew I was in a deficit for way too long. I, um, once I started tracking macros, I just felt like a sponge. Like I couldn't get enough information. I was listening to podcasts. I was Um, like reading blogs. I was just trying to inform myself so much because I finally found something that was going to work and I wanted to continue that. And so I heard about maintenance and how important it is um, and hitting plateaus with deficits. Um, And I know that I could have done it. It's not that I couldn't have done it on my own, but I wouldn't have done it on my own. Um, getting my calories up as high and my macros as high as Paige did. I know myself well enough where I wouldn't have done it. Um, I would have tried to find the bare minimum where, oh, I'm technically maintaining, but not. Um, Mm -hmm. So I knew I needed help there. There was just one day, I think I texted Paige and I was like, so when do you change my numbers? And she was like, whenever like you plateau or you want to get out of a deficit. And I was like, yeah, I want out of a deficit. I was like, (laughs) can we just get to maintenance? And she was like, this is amazing. Um, So that was fun. Just having someone else and trusting them and you know it's it's helpful when you're in a deficit um like tracking your measurements i was on and off the scale sometimes i was like oh i don't really want to look at this um but looking at measurements and being really diligent about it i think that helped me um mentally eating that much and then being like okay like i'm so good i haven't lost or like I haven't gained anything this is working um where I probably wouldn't have been so consistent with it if I hadn't have hired the habit um maintenance was the best decision I ever made um I finally stopped thinking so much about food um I talked about it before I was in a deficit for a long time in college I tried to eat as little as possible um And food was just constantly on my mind. Like, when is my next meal? When is my next meal? What am I going to eat? Because my body needed food and I wasn't giving it to it. So whenever I got to maintenance, all those thoughts just like went away. Um, I was excited for my next meal because I ate things (laughs) that I enjoyed, but I wasn't 
like crawling to my next meal. Um, <laughs> it was just so beneficial. I had way more energy, the class. So my lunch wasn't until one Oh five at school. And I got there around seven thirty every day, um, with masks. I, couldn't eat during class or like grab a snack. I was like biting a bar, like a bite of a protein bar in between a class and that was it. Um, so when I was in maintenance, I finally got to my fifth period right before lunch and I wasn't gonna bite their heads off. I was so much more gracious, so much more patient with them. I felt good. I didn't feel lightheaded. Um, I just became a better version of myself, which went into my teaching. I was a better teacher. I was a better girlfriend. I was a better friend. I was a better daughter because I was just happier and I wasn't as restricted. Um, and also going into a social event, so like I didn't, I didn't stress anymore. I, I was like, oh, I, I have plenty of room in my macros for this. So some days I definitely went over. Um, restaurants, we know, have a lot of fat and hidden carbs, um, but I just didn't stress about it anymore. And I, that was something I had never felt before. Um, I had so much social anxiety um, in college and before I started this, I didn't like going out to restaurants. I didn't like going to social events because the only thoughts on my mind were, well, and like I'm gonna binge and it's not gonna be good. Um, I'm going to gain so much weight. I'm going to get back to where I was freshman year. Um, and so I just would say no, and it was not good for me mentally. And so when I got to maintenance, I just felt this freedom of, I finally feel like I became a human and like can enjoy my young twenties and having income and going to eat and going on dates. Um, and it was so nice. My biofeedback also was awesome. I was sleeping like a rock every night. I had so much more energy. My workouts were so much better. Um, I like lifting. I could, I think I jumped up so much weights in different things because I finally had energy to do it. Um, so it was, it was just so nice. I think the one, I, I remember taking my progress pictures after maintenance and texting Paige and being like, like, okay, like this isn't easy, but I guess maintenance, like I'm not supposed to lose anything. Like I don't look any different, but that's the whole point of it. And I think that's something people lose a lot in maintenance is they take pictures and they're like, I haven't lost anything. And it's like, that's yeah. the point of maintenance. Like you're supposed to maintain and that, that's hard mentally to come around when you're used yes. to taking pictures to see progress and now you're taking pictures to not see progress and that's like right. what's supposed to happen. Right. That's intimidating. But I just, I was so much happier. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. It was, it was awesome. I, like I said, I wouldn't have ever gotten my calories up that high and now um, I feel, I trust myself about it and I kind of know where I can stand and it, right. it just works. I yeah. just commend you for listening to your body in that situation. I think a lot of people would want to keep pushing past like, okay, I'm actually not that hungry. Like I, I still want to lose some body fat, whatever that means for them. And yeah. yet you were like, no, like I'm going to confront this head on, especially while I have a coach. Let's do this. Let's see where we go. And then from there you can kind of make your decision. And maintenance was the perfect timing for you, especially with your background prior to coming to habit. So it was really, really fun to see. I usually don't have clients coming in and going to maintenance almost right away. Um, because I think, you know, this is sometimes for the habit, this is their first time tracking. Uh, so this was really fun for me too, to just kind of witness, um, that, you know, more relaxed state of tracking and how do we become a little bit more, um, at ease with not always having to be focused on fat loss. Like what are the other wonderful yeah. things we can focus on? Mm -hmm. Right. And yeah, I agree. I love Kristen that you pointed out all the other areas in your life that benefited as well, right? Your relationships with yeah. other people, your sleep, your energy, your workouts. I mean, it's incredible how much 
food can really consume you and really affect Mm -hmm. other areas negatively. And then as soon as you start feeding yourself and you realize food is fuel, that Mm -hmm. it's really not as scary of a thing as it really has to be. So that's really awesome that you experienced that. It stripped the power away that I was giving food. Like food is food. It doesn't have any power, but I was giving it like half of my my mind. Mm -hmm. Like I had so much more mind space after that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So Kelsey, you kind of entered the habit a little bit differently in terms of wanting to, you know, lose weight, fat, Um, you wanted to be in a deficit and really just learn how to live, you know, that balanced lifestyle. And I know throughout your program, we've worked a lot on your mindset. I mean, you've seen insane physical progress, but I know that you and I talk like basically on a daily basis about how your (laughs) mindset has shifted. And so I just wanted you to kind of, you know, touch on that and see, you know, what, you know, the big takeaways from, um, you know, going through this program and what you feel like you are still working on currently. Yeah. Um, so for me definitely i was so inconsistent like looking back and being five months into where i've counted i had never tracked macros i had counted calories before but never really looked at macros um had done a little bit of research before coming to the habit but um just recognizing like how inconsistent my eating habits were of up and down up and down like it makes so much sense to me now being so much more consistent with my life of how I was struggling so much with progress or weight gain or anything else, even just recognizing the difference in water retention these days versus when I started. Um, So I think I'm sure I came in, I guess, similar to other clients of, I was terrified of the scale. Um, Anytime a scale budged at the beginning, I was like devastated and would text Zan and be so upset and I've definitely gotten to my like to the point now that I recognize scale fluctuations are normal and I'm okay with it and it doesn't bother me as much. Um, I think everyone still has up and down days and there are still days that I don't have the best body image or days that the scale does bother me. But for me, um, really like looking back, I kind of like looked back through my tracker this morning at some of my first week comments of what I thought I did well and areas I wanted to improve and just recognizing the confidence I have in my own ability and my own control over my life now versus where I came in is so different. Um, I looked back at like the original statement I had written for my purpose when I started and I can see how I really thought like it was unattainable. Like that perfect day that I envisioned for myself, I was really afraid that it just, it wasn't there. Um, And now I can really see that some of what I wanted out of that, my perfect day, like those are things I've already been able to accomplish. Um, Feeling confident being out on the beach. I was recently on vacation with my family um, and going out in a swimsuit and being on a beach is something that for years has terrified me. Um, similar to the scale, like I didn't own a scale for years because I didn't want to look at it. Um, and being at a beach, like I have not been in a two-piece swimsuit since I was likely in high school. Um, and actually a couple weeks ago, I was on the beach with my parents and for the first time have like purchased two-piece swimsuits, felt confident, was proud and was excited. And my immediate thought when I walked on a beach had nothing to do with comparing my body to everyone else around me. And at the point that that like did enter my mind, um, the thought process was not like, Oh my gosh, I'm not good enough. Or look at everyone around me who looks way better than me. It was literally look at all the people who are normal human beings. And the fact of like, I'm happy And yes, I still have mental, physical, and aesthetic goals that I want to reach, but I know that I've put in so much work and so much self-care into myself through this program and through like the last six, seven months of my life that I see the difference. And it was something I was really, really proud of. And I remember telling Zan like while I was gone, like, okay, I'm panicking because I'm out of my normal, but 
I'm really proud of this, this, and this. Um, so yeah, that's like been a big thing. I think realizing the ability I have within myself and my confidence is really different now compared to where I started. Um, I guess, like I said, I really struggled with comparison to other people and that's in every facet of life. That's definitely something that ties to my anxiety. Um, and I remember asking Zan, like, I have other friends who are currently doing macros and a few other friends who are actually doing the habit now and being like, is this normal? Like, why are our numbers so different? This, this, and this. And every time Zan was like, your numbers are for you. Their numbers are for them. Like, <laughs> everything is fine. And I recognize it now. Like, I know that my friends and I are different. And I hate now to hear a friend of mine say, like, I'm just not making enough scale progress or I'm not making enough progress. And I just want to be like, no, like you are making progress. Like yeah, all of these yeah. things. So yeah, I think my biggest thing at the beginning was looking at photos, kind of like Kristen said, like being so focused on photos or on my actual weight. And now I think I see it more in how do I feel during a workout? Like how much did I lift today? And how do I feel about myself? And I think my perspective of myself is probably the biggest thing that's been the game changer for me. Um, I was still, I guess throughout, we've increased my calories and everything, but I've been in a deficit for throughout my program. I'm like over here, like tearing up. I'm like hungover. I'm emotional. And so like when you're talking to, about like being on the beach and like recognizing people for just being other bodies and people, it's so factual versus like this, you know, m you know, message that you get in your head that you just wind up and you just spin into this reality that isn't reality. And I still have to work on that all the time. And there are some really good days and some not so great days. But when you are stepping into like your true self and you're just looking at other people for being other people, not that they're better than you or anything like that, you just step into your like truest power and your truest self. So I just think that's the coolest thing that you're able to recognize that. And even in the process of you still working on yourself too, not even just talking about physicality here, I'm talking about like the inner working too. I just think that's so mature and so insightful. I just really, really appreciate you saying that. Thank you. I, I really appreciate that too, because my perfect day is in two weeks, 4th of July, I leave in two weeks for the beach. And my perfect day was that like, being okay in a swimsuit and like, I'm gonna be there for quite a while. And in the, I'm yeah. sure in the beginning of the week, like I'll feel great. And then after <laughs> multiple days of there, I'm gonna be like, oh gosh. So when you were talking about that, I was like, this is the pump up I needed because mine is coming yeah. really quickly. So I also mm -hmm. really appreciate that. Yeah, and it's- Absolutely. And it's funny, like I had that week with my parents and for sure, like at the end of the week, I had been not, I went into vacation knowing like I did not want to track. I was drinking what I wanted. I was eating all the good food. I was having a good time. And there were a couple of days that I got stressed out about like, okay, I had no control over my food at this time because of this situation. And I talked it out with Zan of like, okay, I'm going to prioritize protein at breakfast. And then the rest of the day it falls where it falls. And I was able to be mm -hmm. more mindful than I thought I would be while I was gone and I thought I would completely go balls to the wall, like completely come off the hinge. And I was afraid of getting back on track, um, afterwards. And there was a day that I literally was like, I cannot eat anything more that is like fried or greasy. I just want like shrimp and vegetables. That's all I want. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's something like I never in my life would have ordered that before when I was on vacation. And there were days yeah. that I had the best time and totally indulged and felt very like over full later in the day. But there were days that I felt completely fine. And that like feeling of being comfortable on the beach throughout most of the week, it was there. Um, and I actually have like another trip coming up with friends. That's more exactly like what I described in my purpose. And it's, coming up sooner than I had planned on. Um, my perfect day was set for like Labor Day, which is right around my birthday. And 
my girlfriends and I are going to Charleston in like two weeks. So I will also be on that train again. So I'm hoping that it's the same feeling, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, Kelsey, your story is so inspiring. And like when you were talking about the beach, I honestly got the chills because that is such, I mean, you're going to remember that moment the rest of your life. You really will. Yeah. And you know, your check-ins are, you guys should see her spreadsheets. They are so thorough. I love it. She uses it as a diary, but I love that. I love reading your spreadsheet. And you said something super powerful the other week about something you finally stop thinking about how far you or how much further you need to go and you start to think about how far you've actually come and that is something Mm, something you have to hold on to because I mean over the past five months it's just been incredible you're a completely different person you really are and yeah of course we're all gonna have bad days we're gonna have bad weeks you're gonna text me and Mm. I think what's funny is our texts have also shifted because you're like Okay, I already know what you're going to say, but I need to just verbalize this. <laughs> or I, you got back from your trip and you're like, I shouldn't have done it, but I stepped on the damn scale. Why the hell did yeah. I do that? <laughs> but you're like, before you even text me, you're like, don't worry. I talked myself down because I know exactly, you know, what to say to myself. But of course, yeah. you still, you have your coach in your corner and I'm going to reiterate, um, you know, and validate how you feel. But I'm glad that yeah. you can have those internal conversations now mm-hmm. to right. tell yourself like a week or a day, whatever, is not going to ruin five months of progress. It's just not possible. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, it's been. And then the other thing that I was going to note is I remember at the beginning of your program, I was like, you know, we're going to eventually work towards intuitive eating. I don't want you to have to track the rest of your life. You're like, that is the scariest shit I've ever heard. I I can't do that. (laughs) I was terrified. It was like week eight or nine. Dan was like, okay, I want you to do an untracked day. And I was like, excuse me, what? (laughs) You're like, wait, what? But because you, you know, took that leap of faith, you were able to go your whole entire vacation without really tracking and it didn't really, you know, affect your stress levels or your anxiety Mm -hmm. levels. You came back to me. You're like, I'm so sorry. I have no information for you. I was like, I'm happy you don't. Like you, (laughs) you lived in the moment, you know, and you didn't stress about it. And that in itself is a huge, huge win. So super proud of you. And I know that you're going to do the same in your trip in a couple of weeks. No, I feel like I never would have felt comfortable going toward like the idea of reversing and maintenance sounded terrifying to me when I started. And it still is a little scary to me as I like move towards it. But I know that I've put so much trust into this program and I've never felt like I was unsafe or uncomfortable or just not in the right hands with who I learned from in this. And I owe you so much, Dan and Paige and all of you. Like I've learned so much from all of our coaches through the Instagram and like all of our resources that I know no matter what, I'm going out towards maintenance in a great way. And that eventually like, yes, if I have more aesthetic goals, I can cut again, but I'm just really grateful for like everything I've learned. You and Kristen should exchange numbers because she's a maintenance pronoun yeah. and she'll talk you off the ledge. Yes. <laughs> I don't know about yes. pro, but I do appreciate maintenance. Yes. No, totally. I, know. I told Kelsey, I was like, just because your last day is Wednesday does not mean you get to get rid of me. I will continue. Yeah, right. I know. In your corner. I yeah. know. I'm like already telling Kristen, like, let me know when you get engaged because I know it's happening this year. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. I know. I, after I ended the program, Paige texted me like two days later and she's like, hi, I'm back bugging you. <laughs> I was like, please, please, please. No, we build this friendship and then it's like, yeah. okay, I'm not going anywhere. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we always say the same thing. So we really, really appreciate you all that are listening, just being super vulnerable with us. Like I said earlier, it's kind of the best way to get the most out of the program. Um, if you're ever, you know, having a weekend out, hit up Zan on her DMs on Instagram. She'll probably be right there with you. Odds are right now. most likely me too. I'm not as fun as Zan, but I could, I could relate. I can after this weekend for sure. Hey, well, we all talk about life is fun it is and I'm sorry I'm the only single one of the entire habit team so I gotta I gotta live it up guys (laughs) Uh, it's fine I remember 
What? <laughs> I was going to say, it's fine. I've already told Zan I was coming to visit, so she's never getting rid of me because I'm oh, also single. Of course. Oh. Of touring your San Diego home. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> she, Kelsey was like, I remember at the beginning of the program, she's like, wait, you go out and drink? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. I had... I remember I had a Sunday fun day and um, we had a phone call that week and she was like, I just have to tell you, you make me feel so much better about my choices because I saw you were out oh drinking gosh. all day. And I was like, uh-huh. Yeah, I 1,000% yes. was. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. But yeah, I mean, we're going to be as transparent as we can and teach you or show you like you can go out and have one too many or maybe five too many and still see Right. So exactly. <laughs> yes. The feeling of balance. My like week three. No, nah, it was a little later, but pretty early on in my program, I went on spring break and I was gone for like ten days. And I texted Paige. I was like, okay. Before I was like, I'm gonna really try my best. And then right when I got there, I was like, I already had a large milkshake two days in a row. <laughs> I was like, um, it's just not gonna happen. And I was like, I just want your thoughts. And she was like, girl go for it and I mean it didn't do anything like Mm -hmm. one week in the grand scheme of things if you're consistent the rest like Mm -hmm. have the milkshake eat the burger make the memories (laughs) it gets worth it (laughs) I was like music to my ears I'll take another (laughs) I love that yeah. Needs to live by <laughs> the burger and have the milkshake. <laughs> oh yeah, learning how to like balance, and I've definitely learned how to choose more. Like, you know what? I've been on track where I don't want to drink today, and realizing like drinking mm. didn't need to be a part of every social situation I was in was huge for me. Um, because, yeah. like Zan said, like being single and like being in my like late twenties, a lot of my friends love to go out and drink, or we go to happy hours. It's just what we do. So right. Like learning yeah. that, but also learning to balance and like eat the dessert and go drink mm-hmm. 10 daiquiris on vacation is totally <laughs> fine. Hell yes. <laughs> I literally went to a bar labeled daiquiri deck, like for a million different types oh, of daiquiris. It was beautiful. It was great. <laughs> that sounds awesome. I know. That sounds amazing. <laughs> great. Yeah, shoot. <laughs> Well, thank you, ladies, so much. This was so great. It's always fun to just, like I said, like flip the script, have you guys have a chance to give your POV. We can talk about our clients all day. And we really do, actually. We have a group, we have a Slack group that we just talk all day about our awesome clients and just kind of relish in your victories. And we just love that we can verbalize that in a podcast form now today. So thank you so much for joining. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. Next episode, Coach Lexis will be hosting and she will be discussing how coaches need coaches. Um, I mean, it's pretty obvious uh, that we all could use some support therapists, as the girls mentioned today, Um, you know, whatever that looks like for you, uh, Lexis will be kind of overviewing that. So thanks so much for joining on this episode and looking forward to seeing everyone next time.